Section 56 of the Anzac Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Fernando Borrego. The Anzac Thunderstorm from the Trenches by I.A. Saxon from the Anzac Book edited by C.E.W. Bean. Do not we know that fall of night over Anzac? Boom, 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 boom. All the afternoon, the warships on our right had been engaged in the playful work of tearing pieces from the hillsides of Achibaba. Eight miles to the south of us, ruining the trenches of our friend the enemy, blowing up a supply base, a mule train, dropping shells on the forts, or indulging in some of the many small acts of friendliness to which Jack Tar is prone. As the evening wore on, we could see the flash from both shell and gun. About the time we finished our frugal evening meal, lightning began to play in intermittent flashes, like a heavenly searchlight from far across the hidden narrows of Asia Minor and put to shame the puny bursts of light from the handiwork of man. The boats were still at it, but their dull booming was now intermixed with the rumble of distant thunder. The lightning becomes more vivid. There is a rattling, crashing roar from the artillery of the skies that can never be equaled by any earthly batteries. Surely, the Creator is in angry mood tonight as comes a deafening peal followed by vivid flashes of forked lightning in fantastic shapes. One seems a long arm with hooked fingers, as though the Most High would grasp one or more of the contending armies and hurl them into the seas. The lightning plays around the steel points of the bayonets of the motionless sentries, standing ever ready under the parapets and keeping a ceaseless watch the night through on the enemy trenches. Trench and traverse, hill and valley, are revealed by a brighter light than that of day, the rude wooden crosses marking the places where, alas, too many of Australasia's best have fallen, are brought out in bold relief against the dark background of holly scrub, and the narrow strips of winding roadway on the long hillsides from the beach, the work of months, up which perspiring fatigue parties toil with rations water, ammunition, and other necessary stores that they long are laid out as a relief map by heaven's electricity. A rattling, crashing roar, such as I have never heard in any Australian thunderstorm, is followed by a deafening clap, and a huge ball of fire falls earthward at terrific speed in the direction of Constantinople, followed by a sound as of a shattering explosion, which causes the very hillside to quake, Traverse and parapet to tremble, and the roofs of dugouts to send down a shower of stones. The ships have long given up the unequal struggle to make their voices heard against those of the elements. And as the storm passed over, and the rumblings of the thunder become more and more distant, and the lightning less vivid, the veil is drawn from the face of the moon and the white lady sails out into her own once more. The storm has had its effect on those manning the trenches. The bubbling rattle of the machine gun, 
the sharp crack of Turkish rifles, and the heavier report of our own arms, which usually punctuate the night, are noticeable by their absence. The turmoil of an hour ago has turned to unbelievable quiet. I.A. Saxon, 21st Australian Battalion. End of Session 56